Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Welcome to the BDPA iRadio Show. I'm Jayla Cruz. Tonight is Tuesday, March 8th, 2016, and our guests are Candace Peters, founder and CEO of Hello Parents, Vanessa Anderson, software development engineer for Time, and Morgan Collingwood, college student at Bloomfield College. Our co-hosts include myself, Jayla Cruz, Tim Butts, and Ron Story. Our studio engineer is Everaldo Gallimore, and our producer is Fran McNeil. So with that, let's get started with our first interview with Candace Peters, founder and CEO of Hello Parent. Good evening, BDPA radio audience. Our first guest tonight will be Candice Peters, and she comes to us as founder and CEO of Hello Parent. Good evening, Candice. How are you? I'm good. How are you tonight? Doing great. Thank you. I'd like to do a little introduction to the audience, uh, let them know a little about you, and then we can dive into our conversation. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Great. So, radio audience. Candice? I'm here. Okay. How did you first find out about BDPA, and what's kept uh, the interest? Um, I was first introduced to BDPA um, through Wayne Hicks um, and a few members of his team. They're active participants in a monthly meetup that I host um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, with some uh, black tech founders um, throughout our city. Great. So seeing the similar interest and values, it just may, seems like a natural alliance or a natural collaboration to have some conversations on, huh? Absolutely. Um, you know, our group gets together monthly to discuss, you know, diversity and inclusion efforts in our town um, and really kind of throughout really every ecosystem um, in the country. We've got this huge uh, diversity and inclusion issue. Um, so we're trying to tackle it in our own town um, and then kind of spreading that effort um, through other cities with um, an organization that we founded called the Tech 100, uh, which is, you know, an effort to bring together 100 tech communities uh, throughout the United States just for 
um, women and minority-owned tech companies specifically. Um, so, Very good. So I'm hearing you say that those similar values and opportunities as a group have availed, yep, as a group have availed your opportunity to collaborate, share like-minded things. You get together weekly, did you say? We get together monthly. However, I probably monthly. see you know members of our um, of our group several times a week um, because we're working on some pretty big efforts in uh, the Cincinnati area. Gotcha, gotcha. Very good, very good. Well, in terms of the service that you're giving to that type of clientele and to that entire movement, what type of accomplishments can you actually take note of? Because to me, what you've described really aligns well with the mission of BDPA. So can you share some of the accomplishments of that movement? Um, Sure. So, so far, um, we've secured a national conference that's coming into Cincinnati this fall called Power Moves. So that started out of New Orleans moved uh, up to Detroit, then down to Miami. Um, They'll be hosting in another city, but we're going to host Power Moves in Cincinnati. Um, So that's a huge accomplishment for us. Um, When I started the group, I was the only black female tech founder in Cincinnati. Um, And so now there are six of us. And so, you know, the goal of our group is to attract and retain and educate women and minority, you know, tech founders. And so that's a huge accomplishment. As you look across, you know, the entire United States, Catherine Finney um, has been doing the study called Project Diane, and, you know, she just released out some information saying there's only 88 black female tech founders in the country, but yet we've got six in our city. So, you know, really what we're trying to do is making sure that we are taking care of um, and bringing these people together so they feel the sense of community and the bigger network um, and making sure that we are, you know, helping each other with each other's networks, with fundraising, um, and making sure that everyone has a space to come back to uh, so they feel supported um, in our town. Understood. Very good. So you're working locally but thinking globally, and by moving around from city to city, you're, in fact, getting the, the movement out there, getting the word out there, and thus creating more opportunity for alignment and uh, collaboration with other organizations and like-minded people. That's exceptional. Thank you. Now, tell me more about your Hello Parent organization and some of the responsibilities that go along with being a founder and CEO. Oh, well, there's a lot. So, um, so Hello Parent, you know, being a parent is sometimes a struggle. You know, the struggle is real as a parent. Um, so we're an online community, mobile, and wearable app that gives parents an easier place to collaborate, generate their own content, organize all the activities that come with being a parent, and they're able to share their lives with posts and photos and videos. Um, you know, my job as a CEO is to kind of hold the brand strong, make sh- making sure that we um, stay aligned with our true north, um, and really just to make the lives of parents easier. So that's my primary goal. Beyond that, obviously, fundraising um, is a huge part of the effort and networking. Um, so that, you know, that is my main job um, as the CEO of Hello Parent. Okay, very good. So obviously with that type of role and that type of organization, you must have passion about technology and access to technology and awareness of where things are going. How does that play out in your daily life, and what's your, what's your brand as you walk around and someone identifies you 
Do they see you as you or do they see you as your company? Um, you know, they see me as my company. Yeah. As, as I walk down the street, I have a few folks in town that just go, hello, parent. Um, and okay. so that's definitely my brand is, is me. And so I do walk that walk every day. Um, and I align myself with other organizations that support the brand to make parents' lives easier. So, you know, we have a great partner over at um, the Ask Campaign, which is called Asking Saves Kids. And it's a collaboration between the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Brady Campaign to Prevent Gun Violence. And what we're doing is within the app, not only when you send your child away on a play date, because you've organized it here on our app, we're also letting you ask some really important questions before your kid leaves your house. Like, um, does that child have any allergies, dietary restrictions, or if you have a gun in your home, is it locked? And so as we build partnerships and as I spread my brand, I'm sure that we are aligning ourselves with organizations that will keep children safe, like the American Public Health Association, um, but also with organizations that really are focused on the family. Um, and so we currently are entrepreneurs and residents at a company called 8451 out of Cincinnati, Ohio, that's owned by the Kroger Corporation. And we know that Kroger knows that parents and families are important. Um, and so we've, we've made sure that we've aligned ourselves, and I've also aligned myself with companies that, that put families and children first. So in these times of uh, politics, do you find that there's a clear line between having a business-run focus with this type of organization, or are there some politics that come into play? Have you been able to keep those lines drawn? Really, in life, um, you know, there's a lot of politics involved um, in life and, and building a business. And sometimes it's not about what you know, but it's who you know. Um, and so really, I just get out there and I try to know as many people as possible. And I think that's just true okay. everywhere. Um, but, you know, th there's politics in every, every space. Um, and really, I know that we live in a really strange um, place here in our own American history um, with the politics of being black, with having a tech company, with really, I mean, being black across the board. And so there are, there are political games and political things happening. Um, and I just try to navigate that in uh, the best way possible. Okay, but you do that as an individual. It's not part of the movement of the of the whole? Um, as part of the movement as the whole for, I know my, the tech 100, you know, we are, yeah. we're, we are constantly um, trying to connect the dots in our ecosystem. So amongst local and regional state, private entities and foundations. And so there is, yeah. you know, there are moves to be made in all of those spaces. Um, you know, being a tech entrepreneur and, and part of my job as a CEO is, fundraising. So sometimes you have yeah. to go out and find out, find those new people and, and yep. really get to know more people and build your network um, and just kind of build strong relationships. So if you want to call that politics, you can say that that's one thing, but it could just be called networking as well in a more positive way. Well said. Well said. Well, let me ask you this. Are there specific lessons learned that you've had as you've gone through your journey as a leader in IT? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So my degree comes from the University of Cincinnati, and I majored in economics, and I minored in statistics. I am a non-tech tech founder, and so I've had to learn a lot 
about this space. Um, and so the past decade prior to starting Hello Parent, I was doing strategic consulting for firms across the country. That's got nothing uh-huh. to do with what I'm doing currently. Um, and then, you know, part of my passion was also fitness. So I owned several fitness studios. And so I've had to learn all of this. And there's been a lot of trial and error. Uh, and there's really been a lot of learning more of what it means to be that executive in the CEO sure. title. So um, there's, there's been a lot of lessons learned about making sure that you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. Um, being certain that you are constantly studying. So just because you left college doesn't mean you don't keep learning. So I have a constant urge to learn um, as much as I can um, and really beyond hiring people who are smarter than me, but also surrounding myself with a network of mentors um, that I can tap and speak to on a regular basis. Um, So really those are the things that I think are lessons that I've learned. Excellent, excellent. Well, as we come up on the end of our conversation, I would love to know more from your point of view, what things can we learn from you and kind of what's the mantra that we should identify from our conversation with you so that we are in better touch with you and we can kind of help you spread the word? Absolutely. Um, You know, really something that I – talk to my team about um, on a regular basis is our own core values. Um, And we built them last year just on the fly. Um, We were all sitting around and making sure that we were really focused on this idea of like tech culture and things that we talk about on a regular basis is this mantra you hear lots of people say, which is teamwork makes the dream work, but you also have to have a positive environment. So we're constantly focused on, you know, everyone trying to stay in a positive mood, making sure that they have the ability to move around and be innovative. We are all innovators, and we are all in this together as a team. Um, And it's hard being a startup company because we really have to be scrappy. We have a small budget. Um, We aren't a Silicon Valley company, which is funded by millions and millions of dollars. You know, we started with a lot less than that. Um, so, So really it's important, I think an important takeaway is to know that, you know, you can start your own company. You just have to be scrappy and you have to know that you can, even if you come from a space where, you know, it has nothing to do what you're doing. Find the problem, figure out what the solution is, and you can execute on that because you can do it if you stay positive. Um, You surround yourself with a good team and realize that you're, you're an innovator too. I love it. That's a great message, and I think that's something we can all value and learn from. It has truly been a great opportunity to chat with you, but I would be remiss if I didn't uh, ask one final uh, thought from you so you can share it with our iRadio audience. Because keep in mind, we do our shows, and we do capture them on podcasts, so our listeners can always go back and listen to the interviews over and over. So is there a particular (laughs) message you want to – Make sure you drop in their ears before we cut loose. Oh, sure. And really just to visit our website, um, helloparent.com, um, to learn okay. more about what it means uh, to be, you know, a fantastic parent and okay. uh, join our online community. Tremendous. Helloparent.com. 
And we've had the pleasure of chatting tonight with Candace Peters, the founder and CEO of Hello Parent. It's been a real pleasure talking with you, Candace. Look forward to doing more business with you, and I'll definitely look for you to connect on LinkedIn. Awesome. Good night. Absolutely. Now we're going to cut over to a word from our sponsor. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, good evening. Hi, this is Ronald Story, and I'm filling in for Jayla Cruz as we look forward to having our conversation this evening with Vanessa Anderson. Uh, Vanessa, are you there? I am. Hello. Uh, how are you? I'm doing fine this evening, and you are located where tonight? Uh, tonight I'm in New Jersey. That's where I live. Um, I work uh, out of an office in Manhattan in Brooklyn, though. Okay, so you are uh, you're in northern New Jersey. Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely. Well, great. So we're glad to have you on iRadio, BDP iRadio, this evening. And what I'd like to do is to introduce to our audience a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into the the interview. Is that good yeah. for you? That'd be great. Great. Uh, Vanessa Anderson is a software developer engineer for Time, Inc. She graduated with a computer engineering degree from my alma mater, the University of Pittsburgh. She learned about BDPA a few years ago when her former employer, Teach for America, attended a national conference to recruit talent. She stayed engaged for the past few years as one of the lead instructors for the high school computer competition team trained by BDPA New York Chapter. Last year, she decided to show her skills to her students by participating in the second annual BDPA Hackathon. She she came, she saw, she conquered. She won the gold medal and a $1,000 grand prize for participation in the Hackathon. Our BDPA iRadio audience would like to hear about her BDPA journey, as well as her thoughts about the HSCC program that operates in all the local chapters around the, the nation. Finally, we want to know if she plans to come back to the 38th Annual National BDPA Technology Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, on August 10th through the 13th, 2016, to defend her title as the BDPA Hackathon Champion. So, again, welcome, Vanessa, and we're glad to have you on this evening. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Okay. So, in your intro, is a little bit about BDPA, but how did you first find out about BDPA, and what has kept you involved? So the first time I heard about BDPA, I was working at Teach for America. We had a diversity initiative that um, sent us to the the 2014 conference. And so Mm -hmm. that was the first time I was exposed to BDPA and the motto, the people, um, and, you know, the job fair at the conference, all of that. It was amazing. I met a lot of great people. And I built a lot of relationships, um, so that was a really great experience. I sustained my commitment um, because the the mission of BDPA is very much in alignment with my personal professional um, commitment to contribute to the youth. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about fostering youth interest in STEM careers, and I really do strongly 
relate and um and and live by the motto which is advancing careers from the classroom to the boardroom. Mhm. Yeah, that's just a fantastic uh model that we have at BDPA. Um so you you just mentioned that you'd like to enhance STEM related careers for youth. Can you share with our audience some of the activities that that you're involved with to attract youth to careers in technology? Sure. I mean, the high school computing competition is one, and of course there's a great recruitment effort that goes into trying to even compile a team. So there's always that goal of getting the word out about STEM and about BDPA specifically and the type of programs they offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my, my main focus is is the team and and just really showing kids that there are opportunities out there. Um, that they may not be aware of. Okay. Um, so as as you looked at your your involvement uh, with HFCC, so you're involved in the, in the New York or New Jersey chapter with regards to working with the youth. Uh, I work with the New York chapter. New York. Okay. Great. So in terms of your your, your service to BDPA, what accomplishment are you most proud of? So oh, um, definitely as the, the HSCC coordinator for the New York chapter, recruiting and training the high school students for the annual computer competition, um, that's something I'm really proud of. And, in fact, uh, when I first heard about BDPA, we, we were kind of brought with this um, opportunity because the previous HSCC coordinator had stepped down. And although I didn't know much about BDPA and I, I certainly didn't know much about teaching, um, I was really proud to step in and sort of help facilitate and teach and coach the high school students. And, you know, we had about five months to get them to master about a year's worth of what a normal team would train and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really good experience. The students, like, they really got into it. They were thrilled to place, you know, and um, I really go back to that moment a lot, and it, it definitely fuels my, you know, my motivation for remaining involved. Okay. Oh, great. That is just beautiful. Um, we just look forward to, you know, professionals such as yourself that have a passion um, and interest in working with not only our youth but for, with the members in our organization. And and I know it's a challenge uh, working with others, um, with regards to um, that passion and, and getting those other adults and other members in the organization uh, to, you know, participate with you in training uh, the students and in, 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 in preparing them for the competition. Uh, share with us a little bit how, how you go about doing that. So I have to sure. About I mean, that, it's definitely a challenge. You're right. Um, it's it's added work, right? You know, you're basically <laughs> asking people to increase their workload and to also deal with high school students, which is a it's a situation in itself. Um, but mainly, what I try to do is um, leverage people's skill sets. So if I run into someone who's in, you know, at Teach for America or at Time, and they have a particular skill set, maybe it's speaking, maybe it's um, research or or anything like that, whatever they're passionate and whatever they're good at doing, I'll try to encourage them to bring that to this competition and and use that as something that they can teach to the students because they're comfortable with that. Um, So it's kind of about finding what everybody is 
was is interested in and, and allowing this to be an outlet for them to share that. Oh, great. That's just awesome. So you have the ability to look at other people's gifts and talents in ways in which to plant them where it's most where you can maximize that talent and their interest. That's just that's beautiful. Exactly, because that's what it's about. I mean, the things you do, you know, they're also the things that you should be passionate about. So I try to incorporate that, you know, all around, not just with, you know, myself, but the kids. I want to make sure what they're doing and what they're learning is something they care about. So I allow them to, you know, pick the different technologies or, you know, pick the different type of applications they may want to build just to make sure that this is something that they are really interested in. And, you know, if they're interested, it'll keep them interested. Yeah, on that note, Let's talk a little bit about your career. Um, what are your current role? What is your current role and responsibility? Um, so currently, I'm at Time Inc. Um, and I work as a software development engineer. Uh, my main responsibilities are, you know, writing, developing web applications. Um, I manage various projects as the technical lead. Um, so that includes making, you know, different technical decisions and picking the stack. I test the applications, you know, ensure that the product is delivered exactly as the client, you know, needs. Um, so it's essentially what I teach my students. That's what I do in my daily life. Oh, that's just, that's great. It's almost like seeing this transition there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it happened, you know. It, it was, um, mm-hmm. that's how it was brought to me. It was something I knew, and I feel the need that the, the chapter had. Mm-hmm. So how did your uh, training, your your collegiate training, and uh, prepare you for your professional career? Mm, that's a good question. So my undergraduate career at Pitt um, mm-hmm. exposed me to a lot of different programming languages and um, I would say more than anything the environment that software developers are in and, and that um, – African-Americans are certainly the minority in my field, and especially women. So what I really learned from my undergraduate career is that, um, you know, we may be rare in this field, but we have as much a presence and as much a right to be here as anyone else. And if you bring something to the table, then you you can't be scared to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of education, um, you know, Pitt is a great school, and they have a great program. And, and actually now I'm pursuing my master's at Georgia Tech in computer science, and that's doing wonders for helping me, you know, stay relevant in my field and um, and really teaching me the current technology that I need to stay on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. Continuing education. So with that, um, tell, share with us more about your passion about technology and access. You did mention about uh, um, sponsoring and having youth involved in STEM-related uh, careers. How, how about your, 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 your yourself? Your, your, the, your passion behind it, and and what mm-hmm. what first got you involved in, in looking at technology as a career? Sure. I mean, I think I've always had a strong proclivity towards you know STEM coursework and and even hobbies, website development, and things like that, which I I really largely attribute them to my dad. Um, mm-hmm. He is a manager of software systems, and he offered me really early exposure. Like, I even have a photo of me as a toddler sitting in his lap, you know, playing on my first computer. And it, mm-hmm. it's um, 
it's not just like nostalgic, but emblematic of the power of access. Like there is a critical digital divide in schools throughout the country and the world at large. And, you know, as a result, only the most privileged youth have regular access to working computers, you know, that are even Mm -hmm. remotely up to date. And uh, Mm -hmm. I really feel like as we move towards a more global society with young people who are, you know, increasingly like they're intuitively adept at technology. They're born with iPads (laughs) and and Mm -hmm. iPhones in their hands. And it becomes like a more vital importance that, you know, everyone has exposure and continued education in computer technology. So I was lucky because my father, he brought technology to my attention and he put a computer in front of me and, you know, taught me how to type and things like that. And I feel like we need to make sure that we do our part to, to make sure that as many kids out there get that same exposure. And that's what drives a lot of my passion because I, I feel like I was lucky and I feel like I know a lot of people who went to school with me or, you know, grew up in the same area and, you know, they were scared to touch computers. They thought it was too hard, you know, and and it's not Mm -hmm. true. That is so true. That is so true. And and I'm so glad that you shared that with us. And and the key uh, phrase that you shared was the power of access. Um, And that's, that's one of my mantras as I work, when I work with youth and others is just exposing them two opportunities or to the opportunity um, that of which would uh, generate that interest. Um, that's one of the things that interests me um, in computing. I went on a field trip to Carnegie Mellon University when I was in fourth or fifth grade. Um, mm-hmm. and at that point, they had a talking robot, um, similar to, now I'm going to date myself, similar to an old side <laughs> um, series that was um, uh, called, uh, uh, it was Robbie the Robot. And and, oh, wow. and, it spoke to, and it spoke to us, and I just was so fascinated as to how did this machine know my name? Because it actually it was twenty eight of us, and it actually called out each of our names as we came went into the the lab. And uh, <laughs> from that point on, I was just fixated with how do you make this thing work? And uh, that's that was my primary interest from grade school on through high school and then through college. Um, so so again, that exposure. That field trip and, and and being around other professionals and as you said the influence of, of your of your parents of your father that's that's just that's great. What two lessons would you like to share with the BDPA I radio audience? Um, you know what the main lesson that I've learned from from being a member of BDPA is that you know we really are you know as the current um, you know people who are currently in the field. We are responsible, you know, for the future generation of technology leaders. And Mm -hmm. the influence of of just one BDPA member, you know, it can have an exponential effect on others. You know, so I'm just one person, but you put me in a class with six other people, and then those six students tell their friends at school how cool the computer competition is. And then, you know, it just spreads. So I really think um, that everyone has the potential to make a large impact in this mission, and so we should all try to do our part to to make that happen. Mhm. Well, repeat that again. You said everyone. <laughs> everyone has the ability to, okay. to make okay. a large impact. That's excellent. Now I'm I'm, I'm a quote yeah. you for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, thank you. No, but it's true, though. I mean, and you can't look at yourself as just one person. Oh, I'm just one person. What am I? What difference am I going to make? Why should I go to the meeting? You should because you will make a difference, and, and you filling that seat and you contributing makes a difference to someone's child out there. So, you know, take a chance and, and come to a meeting and, and see if you like it. See if you like the feeling you get from touching someone's life and, and changing them and exposing them to something that could change their career and their future and, you know, that's and I find that uh, BDPA meetings are unique unto themselves um, and, and, and different. They're 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 engaging. Um, it's other professional associations, but there's there's something a little bit more that brings about a family, even though it's technology. There's you know informatic geeks, but it's that it's a closeness that it brings. Uh, what was touching for you as you gotten involved in the New York chapter? I really developed a strong relationship with my high school students. <laughs> that was really mm-hmm. touching for me. I had no idea how um, how much they could grow as mm-hmm. as people. You know, not only did they learn, you know, computer history and, and how to code and things like that, but I saw them become more confident and, you know, more curious. And there were just, you know, so many things that, I didn't even think I was affecting that I realized I was. And, you know, I do think that the BDPA meetings have a certain family uh, organic feeling about them. Um, Even, you know, having meetings about HSCC, you know, my chapter president, he knows the team. He comes in, he greets them all, they hug. You know, it really is a family. We look out for each other. We travel together. um, And, it's really a great experience, and I and I, I definitely look forward to being a part of BDA, BDPA for, for so many more years to come. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Now, you're the reigning hackathon champ. Looking at <laughs> this year in August, do you plan to go and defend your title? You know, I've been asked that a few times, and <laughs> I think it would only be right that I give <laughs> – this year's conference, the chance to take the title from me. So I will definitely be there. She's going to go and defend that title. Okay. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the experience of the hackathon competition. What what did that entail? Oh, the hackathon was amazing. So um, essentially we got there in the morning, um, and they gave mm-hmm. you a problem statement, um, which basically described the software system that you needed to build. And you were pretty much given free reign for the rest of the day. You had the requirements, and then at the end of the day, you presented your product, walked through it, um, do a demonstration, and mm-hmm. and then the winner was chosen, I guess, to bet by the uh, the most complete product, and then um, you know how it worked, how it functioned, how it looked, things like that. It was really rewarding. I mean, there were it wasn't just about coding. You know, there were other people in the room. You were talking and getting to know people and sharing information and teaching each other. So I may have been more experienced than some of the high school students in the room, but I'm definitely open to answering any questions for them, you know, because it was a, it was supposed to be a fun learning experience for everyone. Oh, so that's great. I definitely enjoyed it. I look forward to it. Um, and I hope that we get more people involved because I think a lot of people are intimidated by the word hackathon and they assume <laughs> that it's, it means they need to know everything. They need to know how to code. They need to know all these things. But, you know, if you just come, hackathons are about learning. They're about, you know, creativity. 
And mm-hmm. I think, you know, people just give it a chance, come on down and participate. You'll learn something, get, maybe gain a new skill, maybe make some new friends, and have a mm-hmm. good time. Oh, great. Great. That's just awesome. We're looking forward to return. And uh, keep the gloves on because I know you're going to be battling it out. So in, in our <laughs> last 30 in our last thirty in last thirty seconds, uh, share with us one final thought for our BDPA our radio audience. Um, uh, final thought: I encourage you know everyone to become active, get involved in STEM education, you know, in a manner that may be proportionate to your level of expertise or your passion. Um, mm-hmm. And particularly, I, I really believe that we need to encourage our young women to enter this field. So, those that's my final thought. Okay, great. So, Vanessa, thank you. We interviewed Vanessa Anderson, software development engineer with Time, Inc., and an active member of BDPA uh, New York chapter and the reigning hackathon champ from our BDPA National Conference. Again, Vanessa, thank you. And uh, we look forward to your participation in upcoming programs. Thank you, and, and have a good night. All right, good night. BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. And welcome again. This is Ronald Story, your host with BDPA Radio. And we have on the line as our third guest, Morgan Collingwood. Morgan? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how are you doing? And I'm you're fine. currently how are you? great. And you're currently a college student at Bloomfield College. Uh, and where's Bloomfield located? Bloomfield is located in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Okay, great. Uh, are you a resident of New Jersey as well? Yes, I am. Okay, so we have two 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 uh, of our guests this evening hailing out of New Jersey. Uh, that's that's good. That's really good. The Garden State. So, what I'd like to do, uh, Morgan, is to share with our audience again a little bit about your um, bio and your background, and then we'll dive right into our conversation. Okay. Morgan Collingwood is a senior at Bloomfield College, majoring in computer information systems. He recently had his his college student membership sponsored by GE. He came to the 2015 National BDPA Technology Conference and was interviewed by the folks at Johnson & Johnson. Our understanding is that he is being offered a position in the J&J Information Technology Leadership Development Program. BDPA often talks about the positive way it can help our young people advance their careers from the classroom to the boardroom. Here is yet another example of that success track in operation. Our BDPA iRadio show audience will enjoy hearing about Morgan's experience with BDPA over the past year or so. So thanks again, Morgan, for joining us this evening. How did you first find out about BDPA and what has kept you involved? Well, I first found out about BDPA in my junior year. Um, my webmaster, Mr. Kyle Rivers, he's also a part of the BDPA New Jersey chapter. He asked if I was interested in any volunteer work, and I asked him what it was, and he said, 
being a peer coach for the high school coders competition that the BDPA sponsors. And once I once he told me that, I was ecstatic about being a peer coach because when I was in high school, I never like had a high school competition to go to because I was always interested in computers, but I never had an outlet or like an area to go learn more about computers or computer science because my high school didn't really provide that information. So once I had the mm-hmm. chance to, to give back to the youth, I was I was ecstatic because I never had that chance. So I just wanted to give back. Oh, great! So you 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 got involved in, as a peer coach, um, um, par- partnering with uh, Mr. Rivers, huh? Yes. Well, that's great. So in terms of your activities with BDPA, um, what what are some of some accomplishments that you are most proud of? Well, last year the team I um I helped coach they got fifth in the um computer coding competition. And that was a real accomplishment that I'm proud of because just showing that, like, all my hard work went to something positive and as well, like, the kids were learning, they were having fun, and, like, as, like, the months progressed, you can see that they're becoming more of a team, they were opening up more, and they were just enjoying more about computers. And I just wanted them to, like, open up their eyes to, like, technology and to show them that you can have fun with computers, not just something that's hard or just here to help you to do your homework and just Google search. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So so your experience has gotten you involved in team building, um, analytical abilities with regards to working with a variety of personalities and skill and interests. So share with me, are you coaching a team this year? Yes, I'll be coaching the New Jersey chapter team this year as well. Oh, good. So, so share with our audience some of the activities with regards to your role um, with uh, coaching uh, the high school students? Well, with coaching, basically, like, we're just here, like, to fill the gap between the instructor and the students. Mm-hmm. Like, say they might have a question, like, we'll come answer it for them. Because, like, 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 when you're in, like, a teaching environment, sometimes it's better for a peer to explain something to you than, like, a teacher because you understand mm-hmm. it more if, if, like, if somebody, like, your age range can explain it to you. Like, the jargon and, like, the, like the vocabulary is different. So it's easier to understand what the person is saying to you. So we're here to just fill that gap. And then also we come with, like, our own lesson plans to start off the day. Like, we'll give them a little bit of computer science information, let them know the basics, or we'll teach them um, some basic web programming and then let the instructor get more deep into that. Okay. How has your uh, college training um, or your class classroom work from, from school helped you in your uh, peer coaching? Oh, it's honestly helped a, a whole lot. Last last year when I was a junior and I started coaching, that was the same time I was learning web programming. So it was like me and the kids were like step by step. Like I was like I had the same problem two weeks ago. This is how you this is how you solve that. So it was like we were all learning together. So it's not like it was any like intimidation. Like oh, this guy knows everything. He's going to just come and critique my work. And I was letting them know that we're here in the long run together. We're a team. So. Whatever you're going through, I'm going through because we're only as strong as our weakest member. Mm-hmm. Now, that's awesome. Only as strong as our weakest member. And, and the other component of that is that teaching others reinforce what we know or what we may not know. And like you said, it also increases in filling that gap. Uh, that's, that's, really, that's really, really good. Um, are there any um, other successes with some of this, as you had mentioned about seeing the growth of some of the students. Um, what are some of those uh, 
its successes with regards to a student coming into the uh, um, um, training or the classroom and then at one point and then grow. Can you share with us something that you witnessed as far as the development of a particular uh, high school student? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, basically, like, when the program starts, it's about 20 to 25 kids. Mm-hmm. They're all meeting each other for the first time. So when you when you meet somebody for the first time, you're not as open to help or as open to like give like to give like to give a helping hand. So like they're all mm-hmm. shy, and, like not they're all shy, quiet. They say to themselves, just talk to the instructor or, or one of the peer coaches, and that's it. So as the weeks progressed and as they start to get to know each other more, they were starting to speak to each other. They were starting to help each other out. Sometimes they didn't even they didn't even ask the coaches for help. They would just a student raise their hand, another student would answer the question for them. So I was like, see, they're starting to get like, they're starting to get more comfortable with each other. And this is what a team needs to be. You need to have teamwork and be able to communicate with each other and not just stay focused on just yourself. Oh, awesome. That's just awesome. The growth of interpersonal skills and, and it's that confidence um, in, 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 in being in, in that environment and within a group. Um, tell us a little bit more about your 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 passion in technology. Well, my passion in technology started. I was saying about grade school when the first time I got on a computer, I was just fascinated about what it can do, and I just thought to myself, how is this possible? How this how can this machine do everything I think of and even more? So I just set out to figure out how is that possible, and that's been fueling my passion for technology. Okay, so, and and. And where do you see yourself professionally? You're currently a junior or a senior? I'm currently a senior. I'm currently a senior at Bloomfield College. Okay. And so you'll be graduating in May or June? Would be May. May? Okay, great. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, Well, in in your bio, we we stated that uh, you've been um, tagged for the J&J Technology Leadership Development Program, uh, and that's what you will be pursuing upon graduation? Yes, that's correct. Oh, great. And, and again, how did the, um, your current coursework prepare you for, for, for the experience that you're looking forward um, in developing your professional career uh, with J&J? Oh, my current coursework prepared me in a multitude of ways. It's, it's given me opportunities to interact with different programming languages, also just mm-hmm. interacting with different students and giving me like the opportunities to to lead certain projects in the classroom and and to after with all that combined it just makes you a more well-rounded person cuz working with others it um it increases your interpersonal skills and also working with different software it just makes you more well-rounded you might not be an expert in everything but you just know a little bit of everything so you can have your input somewhere or input here and then you can meet people who are experts in certain fields and they can help you out even more. So with my coursework I've been meeting students who who are spectacular in SQL or spectacular in Java or C plus plus and then we have that relationship so oh I'm having a problem in C plus plus, I can contact him. I have a problem like SQL, I can contact that person or vice versa. If they need something from me I can help them out as well. So my coursework is preparing me for a lot of things. Okay. So what, what, what would you share with our audience, your area of uh, strength with regards to uh, computing? Well, I wouldn't say have, I'm like, particularly strong in one area, but mm-hmm. I I would say that my web programming skills and my database skills were, were say, I would, like, put my hat down on. 
Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, I wanted to share that and have our audience hear that because of the fact that the way you've been able to uh, work within the classroom, identify strengths amongst your peers, um, and then look at ways to, uh, I, I, I use the term bank off of it, to be able to look at, okay, I'm strong in this area. This person's really strong in that area. Let me, you know, bounce some things off that individual and then incorporate it in what you're doing and then vice versa. And then the way you spoke about team and utilizing that leadership expertise um, in the computer competition development with the youth, uh, which I'm sure that in, in sharing those attributes, uh, the leadership over at J&J picked up on that and said, hey, we, we want this guy over in our shop to uh, work with him to, to help us develop our programs and products. Uh, so, uh, so I commend you on that. That's just, that's just fantastic. Um, tell, us more, tell us more about access. You, you, you're working in an environment um, both um, on an academic level. You'll be graduating in, in May. Um, and you're working with youth, giving them access and exposure to the field of computing. Uh, share with, with our audience a little bit more about your exposure and access. You, you first mentioned that you, you were ex exposed or developed an interest in grade school. Um, just p paint a picture uh, briefly how from that exposure till now, what are some of the things that, 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 that enable your access to, to expand on your interests? Well, I say access is extremely important because you can have a passion for something, and if you don't have mm -hmm. the access to, to learn more about it, you'll just kind of start to lose interest in it and look for things that you have more access to. So I'm just thankful that in my in my grade school, middle school, and high school, there were always computers around, but it didn't teach me, like, the fundamental computer science. It just I was just on computers, had typing, Internet, and stuff like that. So the computers around still kept me interested, because I knew once I graduate, I can go to college and actually learn more about it. So access mm -hmm. is, is the key to everything, because if you don't have access, you won't be able to learn more about something. You won't be able to learn more about something. So access from, from grade school to now has helped me out a big deal. And as you can tell now, technology is changing mostly every day. So as, as time has passed, technology has changed. So like I've had phones where I can just look up stuff before, like it's times where you some people don't have the right like technology device, so they won't know what's coming out, or they don't know that they can do this or they can do that. So just access is just something that's very important. And um, for the people out there listening, whatever you are interested in, make sure mm -hmm. you have much as much access to it as possible, even if you have to go to your public library. Oh, great! I'm glad you shared that. Because a lot of people really roll out the public library, and it's always a wealth of information and knowledge um, at, at, our, at, our, at our libraries. Uh, yes. that's, that's, yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, what two lessons additionally would you like to share with our BDPA iRadio audience? Well, I would just share it with them. Um, always work hard and never give up. Mm-hmm. Okay. As Now, what because, oh. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was saying that there, there's been times where I've had, like, an enormous amount of coursework, and I work hard on it, and then I'll say, for example, I have a program. I've maybe coded, like, 100 lines, 150 lines, and I'm compiling it, and it's not running, and it's not running. 
And it's those mm-hmm. times that you do want to give up and just say, you know what, I'm not, I'm just going to just scrap this program. But I continue to work hard and figured out the errors, and then it compiled, and then that that just feeling of success, like, hey, I just coded something and it works, that feeling is just amazing. So working hard and just sticking at it, no matter what you do, is always going to lead to success. Okay, great. Uh, Have you been involved in any organized sports? Oh, yes. um, um, In high school, I was the captain of my track team, and in my sophomore year in college, I ran cross-country. Oh, great. The reason I asked you that question um, is that there's a correlation with organized um, activities and leadership and computing, uh, believe it or not, because of the analytical abilities uh, that you develop with, like you said, the the perseverance um, and the stick-to-itiveness with, um, like you said, coding, and it's not running, it's not running. Okay, how can I, what's going on here without giving up? Um, a lot of times as an athlete, that's drawn out, or uh, playing chess um, or, or board games. You know, folks, they have a passion at, at those levels of organized uh, competition. Uh, so that, so that's, 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 that's really good that, that you have those attributes and then utilize it in your academic development as well as what you'd be bringing to, to the to professional uh, to, within your career as you, as you move forward after graduation. And looking at your current activities, um, are there other areas that you're involved with, the local chapter in BDPA? Um, as of now, I'm only involved in the um, high school coder competition as a peer coach. Mm-hmm. I hope as okay. when I, I hope for when I do graduate and start my um start my job to get into more aspects of the of the BDPA. Mm-hmm. So to further my growth within the organization and just to meet more people and network more because going to the conference last year was amazing. Um, I've never seen so much people, so much African people in positions of power because they don't really display Mm -hmm. that. They try to just display that, oh, we're either basketball players or football players. Like we can't be academic and be successful. We can't be techs and be successful. So seeing that just fueled my passion for technology and just fueling myself to finish finish schooling and, and beyond even more. Oh, that's just awesome. And that's really good, again, because even, even that exposure is access and, and having our, our young um, African-American um, young men and young women take a look at those that have achieved uh, success um, historically within computing, um, anywhere from the, the development of the cell phone to the development of, of computer motherboards, um, uh, we, if, you know, we should continue to share that information and say, hey, even though we may be small in numbers, we have made great impact um, in the industry and in the world with regards to, to um, African-Americans' involvement in, in, um, in computing and in, in computer technology. And that's one of the major pluses about BDPA um, nationally and internationally in bringing uh, like minds together um, professionally and in, in that giving back, um, so that's that's really good. And I, I, and I applaud you with regards to 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 you, you sharing that with us and and seeing that and being able to also to transcend that to the to the youth that you work with. Um, as we look at moving forward um, in your in 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 the competition, you, you're going to attend the, the conference in August. Yes, I yes I will. 
Um, how many students do you intend to uh, take down to the conference? Um, well, last year we took down a, a team of three, so maybe it might be more this year than last year. Who knows? Okay, great. And you said you started out with uh, you have a, uh, approximately about twenty that did during participate in the uh, the workshop. Yeah, it's about yeah, it's about twenty twenty five, and then after the months go past, we like look for this look look for the strongest in certain areas, and then we just put together the best team. Mhm. Oh, good. That's really good. Forward to uh, meeting you. Um, I definitely enjoyed your passion with regards to the your interest in the career um, and what you're doing with the, within the, the local uh, chapter and with regards to the human uh, with, with regards to the uh, high school computer competition. And uh, if there's any last thoughts you would like to share with our audience, um, I would just like to say. For those out there that do have like younger younger siblings or children, or if there's anyone that is young that's listening, don't be don't be stereotyped. Don't think just because you're you're African American you have to be a basketball player or a rapper or a football player that you can't go to school and get a degree and be successful in that way as well. So don't let anyone stop you from achieving your dreams or your goals just because they tell you don't fit a certain stereotype. Oh, thank you. And we'd like to close out this evening, and I thank you again, Morgan, for sharing that thought with us and continue to be successful in your career. And, again, thanks for participating this evening in, in, with BDPA's iRadio. You're welcome. We have just had inspiring interviews. Special thanks to our Tuesday, March 8, 2016 guests, Candace Peters, founder and CEO of Hello Parent, Vanessa Anderson, software development engineer Time, and Morgan Collingwood, college student, Bloomfield College. Thank you to our co-hosts, Tim Butts, yours truly, Ron Story, and Jayla Cruz. Thank you to our studio engineer, Everaldo Gallimore, and thank you to our producer, Fran McNeil. Extra appreciation to Mr. Wayne Hicks, Executive Director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the BDPA iRadio Show. I'm Ron Story, inviting you to listen in the, on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our next show airs Tuesday, March 22nd, 2016. Join us at www dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash BDPA. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. And the executive director, Wayne Hicks, produced by Everaldo Gallimore, technical advice by John Melanson. BDPAI Radio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDP. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.